to the, the Catch Up Podcast, aka our last episode, the unfortunate, sad episode of our podcast. Today we will be talking about just the ending of the last few chapters, 90 to 94, and hopefully we'll get into some super juicy stuff. In chapters 90 to 94, Pi and Richard Parker are becoming very weak to the point where Pi can barely stand on his own two feet. Richard Parker goes blind first, then Pi. Suddenly, Pi hears a voice and thinks it's Richard Parking, Parker talking to him. Pi engages in a long conversation, then realizing that it, he has a French accent and meets a new islander. Pi invites the man over on the boat so they can enjoy each other's company, but little does Pi know that his new friend was to kill and eat versus becoming his friend. Richard Parker instantly responds, killing the man. Pi then climbs on the castaway's boat and explores where he finds food and water that Pi is happy to have. Slowly, Pi's vision returns to his eyes within two days, and when he, he can see again, he sees the vicious attack Richard Parker had on the other castaway. Pi uses the dead man's flesh for bait to catch fish and even admits he ate a little to survive. Pi discovers an island made of entire green algae. This was very comforting because this is his favorite color and the color of Islam. Pi and Richard Parker continue to sleep on the boat in their respective areas. Richard Parker heads straight for Pi one night on the boat and Pi blows his whistle three times to show him who's boss. Pi then explores the island seeing all kinds of ponds and discovering tons of meerkats. Richard Parker also takes advantage of meerkats on the island killing and eating many of them. Due to Richard Parker being on the island all throughout the day, Pi takes the time to clean the lifeboat through and allows regaining of strength. With Richard Parker regaining much of his strength, Pi decides to restrain him and has Richard Parker jumping through hoops. One night, Pi sees dead fish and a shark in the pond. He's confused. Pi's curiosity gets the best of him and decides to wander deep into the forest. So a good question I have is, what do you guys think the significance of the green algae is when he lands on the island? I mean, the book specifically says it reminds him of Islam, and just in general, his favorite color is green. But honestly, it would bring him, like, a homesick, because it brings him, I mean, it brings him happiness, but then again, like, you could be sad and, like, want to do something about it more than be, like, happy. I don't know how that would feel. I would feel more, like, homesick and, like, sad about it rather than... I mean, for me, like, seeing green algae on an island after being stuck on a boat for a really long time would be kind of reassuring because it's like, oh, I did that. Like, I conquered that challenge, and I came out on the other side. So I think it's a good reminder for him how much he's been through and how much he's going through and how he prevailed. And that green algae is just a sign of accomplishment and, like, hope and faith that all of that has paid off. I can relate. Oh, like God answered his prayers. I can relate to that with Ashley because I feel like what she was saying, how like it was reassuring to find the algae. Like when you like something, I feel like when you also see something that's part of that. Brings you back to your happy place. Yeah, like brings you back home and just like good memories. Even though he was like stuck on a boat for seven months, like he just felt reassured that he found his happy place and that he will be okay and it was like a sign from god like oh like your favorite color well now we're gonna put some like pretty algae 
and we're gonna make you see it. Yeah, you can eat the algae, and it's like not like he has to eat like turtles' blood anymore. Like he can, he's on an island, he's on solid ground. You know, he's not getting motion sick from the sea anymore. You know, he he's he did it. Like he's he's home in a sense. Because he was out in the wilderness so long for just about 230 days or so, how would you think that increased his survival and overall achievements? I feel like as a person, we take everything for granted. So when he was trapped in a boat in the middle of the ocean, he like had more common sense on what to do. And like he had more survival needs because he knew like he's by himself and he's to figure his life out. And he was like, and him being on the boat for you know two hundred almost two hundred thirty days, is you know his he like grew as a person. His survival skills greatly increased. I mean, he goes from you know getting on the boat and looking for food on the boat to going to catch a shark with his bare hands and find out ways. And he becomes such a smarter person through this challenge that he was faced with. And he grew up, like, his dad teaching him survival skills. And honestly, if my dad or anyone in my family was, like, trying to teach me survival skills, I would be like, okay, well, I'm not going to ever use this. But that was, like, his opportunity to take in what he already learned and learn even more from that. And, yeah, I, I think that's just pretty insane that you would never think you'd be able to take in that information and then all of a sudden you get stranded on, on an island and you know how to handle it. Um, I feel like on a daily basis, a lot of people think survival needs is dumb, like creating a fire or like learning how to like consume water or like save it. But he used it on a regular basis because he was trapped on a boat. And even though he didn't have to use it on a daily basis, he started to learn how to use it. So I feel like it's not only a survival skill, but I feel like him being on the boat for seven months really helped out with his religion and like his faith grew back at the end and it like everyone loses their faith when they believe in something because they're going through a hard time and I feel like that's like what he needed to figure out what he wanted to do with the three religions he liked. Kind of going back to him catching the shark do you think at all that that's like even like reasonable or do you think the author like emphasized that? I mean, I don't know, like, to keep it realistically, I feel like he had the, like, guts to even catch the shark, because he had really nothing else to live for, like, he was stranded on a boat for so long, so I mean, like, he was gonna try to grab anything he could, even if it was risking his life, I don't know if it was, like, really a survival skill, but... Yeah. And it's like him catching the shark. It wasn't for him because he grew up, you know, vegetarian, but it was for Richard Parker. He caught the fish for Richard Parker. And catching a shark, especially with your bare hands, isn't easy. And for him to, you know, sacrifice his, you know, to make a sacrifice like that for the tiger, like, shows a lot of caring on his part and how, you know, he's also grown from hating tigers to ultimately falling in love with this tiger.
thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast uh really means a lot uh this was our last episode so you won't be hearing from any of us anymore goodbye